Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Finally, finally, I am really, really proud of the Republican Party. And that's tough for me. They've, you know, before the Trump era, they've disappointed me and others a lot. But they finally, finally figured it out last night. What did they figure out? They figured out what the Democrats have known for a very long time. That you can't walk into a homeless shelter where people are experiencing acute problems right there and talk about the Laffer curve and expect people to vote for you. Yes, policy matters. But you know what matters more? Good policy always matters. But what matters more? Emotion. Attaching emotion to policy. Democrats have known that forever, and they've crushed us on it every single time. The Republican Party figured it out last night during the convention. What an amazing, incredible night. And I'm not objective, I'm a conservative, but I'm saying that in the most objective way possible. Night and day from the Democrat debacle known as the DNC. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your online activity free from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, wouldn't you agree last night was just, I mean, black and white, night and day, night yin and, day. and yang from the Democrats convention. Yep. Incredible, right? Not, yeah. Incredible po- showmanship. Positive. You know, positivity, dude. Yeah. It, it, yes. And you see, you must have been watching me last night on mm. Hannity. And by the way, I'm not responsible for when we they go in and out mm-hmm. um, of the convention. I I appreciate it. I don't. Mm. Uh, it's tough to make programming decisions from the control room because it's not a traditional convention. Just so everybody understands. Yeah. I get your email, yeah, but it, you have to understand it's really hard to do that for a number of reasons. It's not a traditional convention. Um, but yes, I, I said last night exactly what you just said, Joe. Americans want to be proud of their country, proud of their families, proud of their jobs, proud of where they live. Not that we can't recognize, uh, you know, as as a country full of fallible human beings, our problems and overcome them. But we want to be proud of this wonderful place we live in that stars and stripes mean something. You know, people have literally died for it, left pieces of themselves overseas. You know, uh, you know, my uncle came back in a box. Um, we don't we don't want to believe we live in a horrible, macabre, awful, racist country where everybody hates people because of the color of their skin and where they were born. Nobody actually believes that. We right. want to be proud. And last night, the GOP and, and thankfully under Donald Trump, who gets the the the, the emotional appeal, the um, necessary showmanship of politics. I don't mean that in a bad way. Finally, mm-hmm. the GOP got it mm-hmm. last night. And I agree with you, Joe. It was one of those. Moments where we all sat back, leaned back in our chairs and said, yes, yep. this is a great country. And I am proud of it. Yep. And damn it, we're going to make it greater. All right. I've got a ton of video and an enormous amount of content today. As all we right. used to say, it's a loaded show. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by our friends at Job Creators Network. The perfect time for this spot. Folks, I keep getting this email. Hey, Dan, how do we save the country in November? Well, like you, I know America itself is on the ballot. That's not hyperbole. Our freedoms, our free enterprise system, everything, our very way of life. This 2020 election is about turnout. If you don't vote, your voice is not heard at all. Scream all you want. You don't vote. I'm sorry. You don't matter in an election if you don't vote. Our opponents have their get out the vote machine. They've always had it. 
That's why I'm supporting a massive get out the vote effort of our own sponsored by our friends at Job Creators Network. Here's how it works. Go to 10for20.com and take the 10 for 20 pledge. Do it today. Don't wait. You'll receive a link that gives you the most trusted voting information and tools you can use to become part of the largest conservative get out the vote ever. You'll be contacted by email and asked to send the link and a message to 10 people who you know care about America. Action matters. We got to do stuff. No more talk. Friends, that, uh, send it to family, neighbors, church, and work friends. Make sure they sign the pledge and get the information they need to vote in person or by mail. This is important. To join this army of for freedom and liberty and to save our country, go to 10for20.com and take the pledge now. Don't let our opponents outwork us. Do your part today. Go to 10for20.com now. That's the number 10. F-O-R, the number 20.com. That's 10-F-O-R-2-0.com. Go today. Please don't wait. All right, Joe, let's go. That may have been the longest intro ever, but after last night, I'm feeling really passionate, awake and alive. And I'm really proud of what the Trump administration um, and the RNC did last night. Nice job. Again, finally figured it out. Emotion matters. You have to attach emotion to policy. Can't just show graphs all the time. Let's get to video number one on a down note first, but showing you how desperate the hacks on the left and their friends at the Lenin Project, otherwise known as the Lincoln Project, you know, the Lenin Project where they have all kinds of associations with Russians and stuff like that. Um, I hate to give them any air, but these people are genuine morons at the Lenin Project. So President Trump came out earlier in the day before the convention, the, formal, the formalities at night, they'd already gaveled in. But he gave about an hour-long speech, which was at times funny, policy-oriented. You know, Trump does his thing. I, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think the whole thing was extemporaneous and off the cuff. But at one point, He's talking about the Obama administration and the Spygate operation on him. And here's this intro. And I want you to listen clearly to what he says. And there's a gentleman in the audience who yells out Spygate. But somehow the Lenin Project heard monkey. Joe, just check. Does monkey sound like Spygate? Spygate. Mm, completely spy different word, uh, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, listen to this. Tell me if you hear monkey like the Lenin Project. Check this out. Steal the election, just like they did it last time with spying, and we caught them, and that included President Obama, and that included, that included, uh, let's be nice, Biden. <laughs> this could only happen in North Carolina. But that included them, and they got caught. Folks, listen, I don't know if you're listening in your car, watching on YouTube. I don't know where you're watching or listening to our show. Either way, we love you and welcome you and we appreciate you being here. Did anyone, anyone out there hear monkey? Monkey! Did anybody hear that? The guy clearly says spy game. But of course, you know, uh, the, the race dividers, uh, the, 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 uh, the disinformation specialists at the Lenin Project who want the country in a race war somehow heard monkey from Spygate, which sounds nothing alike. It's not like the Lenin Project heard Watergate, Obamagate. They heard monkey. Look at these idiots. There's an article from the Post Millennial up. I have in um, the show notes. Post Millennial, not, or not the idiots, they're good guys, but pointing out how these morons at the Lenin Project just basically fabricated some racist Trump supporter yesterday. Busted. Lincoln Project fabricates racist Trump supporter. <laughs> you don't believe me? Look at the tweet which the Lenin Project had to delete. Check this out. 
This is them, again, eager to start a race war in this country, just making it up totally. When President Trump mentioned Obama, someone from the crowd shouted, monkey, and the president relished in it. Disgusting. Do you approve of this, Tom Tillis, who's a senator from North Carolina on the Republican side? Liars. I want to get the bad news out of the way first. Because, again, you can't just I'd love to not give these people any traffic because they're such losers. But, folks, it's important because, again, you're going to hear before the election from your liberal friends who saw this tweet before the Lenin Project deleted it that somehow Trump's a racist because a guy yelled monkey and he laughed at it when the guy, in fact, yelled Spygate and anyone listening to it could have heard that. You need the information. It does matter. Very sorry for giving them oxygen because they are such pathetic losers at the Lenin Project. But we got to debunk the nonsense before it starts to spread. All right, now let's get to the just incredible stuff. How do we even talk about Herschel Walker's speech last night? You remember Herschel Walker running back, but one of the greatest athletes, by the way, in human history, mixed martial arts fighter at 50 years old. My brother-in-law, Chuck, my sister married a brilliant guy. He's a doctor. He loves Herschel Walker because Walker is he. My brother-in-law is one of these doctors who all he's interested is in like weightlifting and guitars. Which is not, you think he'd be interested in like doctor stuff all the time. He's a great doctor, but all he cares about is physical stuff. Powerlifting, he's a big weightlifter. He loves Herschel Walker because he's a genetic anomaly. He's almost like X-Men-like superpowers. The guy, the stories of his physical prowess, Herschel Walker, are amazing. The guy fought his first MMA fight, I think, in his 50s. I'm 45. I can barely grapple with my guy who's coming today at one o'clock for an hour without falling apart. Walker gets up there last night at the RNC to challenge the ridiculous Lenin project induced nonsense that Trump is somehow a racist. Walker's only known Donald Trump for decades now. So Joe Walker, who, by the way, happens to be black, again, not Mm -hmm. relevant to conservatives, but everything to the Lenin project and liberals. So you would think, Joe, if Walker, who happened to be black, knows Donald Trump for two decades and Trump is a devout racist, there might be a bit of a disconnect between them. You, You would think, right? Maybe some friction, friction, Joe? Yeah, there you go. Right, right, right. Uncomfortable relationship. Like, my gosh, I'm friends with this guy. He's a total racist. So surely Herschel Walker used his opportunity last night at the RNC to out this devout racist known as Donald Trump. Not exactly what happened. We put this clip up on our Facebook page, by the way. It's probably the most viral post we're ever going to do. It's been shared so much that our Facebook page is getting ready to melt down. Like melt. Check this out. It hurt my soul to hear the terrible names that people call Donald. The worst one is racist. I take it as a personal insult that people would think I've had a 37-year friendship with a racist. People who think that don't know what they're talking about. Growing up in the Deep South, I've seen racism up close. I know what it is. And it isn't Donald Trump. Just because someone loves and respects the flag our national anthem and our country doesn't mean they don't care about social justice. I care about all those things. So does Donald Trump. He shows how much he cares about social justice in the black community through his actions. And his actions speaks louder than stickers or slogans on a jersey. He keeps right on fighting to improve the lives of black Americans and all Americans. He worked night and day. He never stops. He leaves nothing on the field. Some people don't like his style, the way he knocks down obstacles that get in the way of his goals. People on the opposing team didn't like when I ran over them either. But that's how you get the job done. 
demands. <laughs> is that not the greatest line ever in the history of speeches? Is it not the greatest line ever? People may not like how Donald Trump knocks people down getting the job done, but they didn't like it when I ran over people either. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. I I bow before what amazing amazing no what I spent a lot of time in Indonesia. <laughs> Greatest line ever. Now you would think a respected, incredible human being like Herschel Walker, a black man who grew up in the Deep South, as he said probably has a little bit more experience with racism than the Lenin Project, right? Yeah. Fair question. Yeah. Yeah, you'd say, right, Joe? Kind of a fair question, fair answer? I, yeah, I think no, so. No, no, not according to the Lenin Project. Oh. They definitely know more, by the way, um, 100%. Um, but he says, you know, I know racism. And Donald Trump ain't it. Folks, it was tough for me last night. Again, going in and out of coverage. It's really hard at a network to determine when to go in and out. It's just, it's not a traditional convention. I just need you all to understand that. I don't, again, I don't make those decisions and I'm not trying to uh, apologize for anyone. I'm just suggesting to you, it's a really tough call. But I got to watch his speech live on the air and I was again, just blown away. The crazy thing is for as incredible and mind-blowing as that speech was, it wasn't even the most powerful, I think, speech of the night. Which is insane, because it was one of the most powerful speeches I've heard in a long time. It wasn't even it. I'm going to get to that. Before I get to that, let me get to another speech, which was a, a different... St and, and what I liked about it last night, again, I'm not trying to... I know I can't be objective here. I'm a conservative. I'm a Trump supporter. But I really am trying to give you a semi-unbiased opinion the emotional appeal and showmanship aspect of the show. Listen, that's what politics is. A lot of it is part of the show to convince people you care about them. It was amazing because they didn't have a stream of 95-year-old broken politicians, no reflection on their age, but people who've been in the swamp forever telling you what they're not going to do, which is what the DNC, or what they're going to do, which is going to take away some of your freedoms. They put out people, like normal people, who live normal lives, Maximo Alvarez, who I'll get to, the McCloskeys, who, you know, lived a pretty regular life. They worked and say, weren't politicians. I don't mean normal like they were, you know, middle class. They obviously have money. I mean normal just that they weren't public figures. And they had, they had their experiences relayed. And as Paula said to me last night, we could not sleep last night at all. You're like, how is he so energetic today? That's my next spot, but I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> You like that? We couldn't sleep last night at all. Paul and I had the worst night of sleep ever. And I think it's because we were so amped up at how good it was last night. Little more sedated, but where Herschel Walker hits on real equality that resonated with real people and debunks the nonsense that Donald Trump is a racist. The McCloskeys hit on law and order by telling their own personal story. Paula said to me last night, she goes, people love stories. They love narratives, personal stories. People think in narratives. Here's the McCloskeys about a minute of their speech last night. Again, a little more sedated and low key, but talking about their story when Black Lives Matters Marxist violently broke down their gate and confronted them at their home. And they dared, Joe, air quotes, dared to defend themselves by uh, by mm -hmm. showing a firearm, not brandishing it at them, but showing a firearm, dared to defend themselves. Check this out. We are Mark and Patty McCloskey. We're speaking to you tonight from St. Louis, Missouri, 
where just weeks ago you may have seen us defending our home as a mob of protesters descended on our neighborhood. America is such a great country that not only do you have the right to own a gun and use it to defend yourself, but thousands of Americans will offer you free advice on how to use it. At least that's what we experienced. What you saw happen to us could just as easily happen to any of you who are watching from quiet neighborhoods around our country. And that's what we want to speak to you about tonight. That's exactly right. Whether it's the defunding of police, ending cash bail so criminals can be released back out on the streets the same day to riot again, or encouraging anarchy and chaos on our streets, it seems as if the Democrats no longer view the government's job as protecting honest citizens from criminals, but rather protecting criminals from honest citizens. Not a single person in the out-of-control mob you saw at our house was charged with a crime. But you know who was? We were. Incredible. I mean, really, really spectacular. It's only night one. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's knock on wood. It continues to go um, as incredibly as it did last night. But my doctor friend, not my brother-in-law, another friend, I hang out with a lot of doctors. I always wanted to be a doctor. I couldn't, I couldn't hack it, all right? So I went, but I still love hanging out with doctors. My doctor friend texted me this morning. Let me read his text, actually. He just sent it to me. Paula knows who it is. I'm not going to say his name because he'll burn his place down. He said, last night was very inspiring. He's a man of few words, exclamation point. Amazing. Who better to talk about the need for law and order and process? Law and order and process for everyone. Everyone, from people subjected to a police use of force incident to people who live in neighborhoods that have now been the subject of riots and being burned to the ground. Everybody deserves, but that's what the order portion of law and order means. There is an orderly process. If you are confronted by the police and it results in a use of force, deadly or otherwise, your family or you have the right to a process. You have a right. Something anti-police about that. But the people who live in these neighborhoods have a right to order as well and a process. You don't burn the city down because you don't like how the police acted in a use of force incident. You don't even have the facts about yet like the one in Wisconsin. Order. Order matters. And who better to talk about it than the McCloskeys who had a mob at their house threatening to burn the place down. Ripping down the fence to a private street, a private street, wasn't a public street. And they felt their lives were threatened and exercised their God given big R right to defend themselves. Who, and then they were arrested and charged. They were charged. Nobody else. Who better to talk about it than them? Beautiful. We don't need another speech from a politician about law and order. We've heard them all. I'm sorry, but the politicians last night were okay. Tim Scott was great. He ended his speech. Tim Scott, Republican senator from South Carolina, again, who happens to be black, which matters to the left, but conservatives don't really care. He ended his speech last night with, my, my family went from, from cotton to Congress. Wow. But outside of that, I wasn't crazy about the political speeches. 
But the people, flame last night. Flame, hot, incredible stuff. All right, let me get to my um, my second sponsor. We have three sponsors today. I really appreciate your patience because I want to get to next. I haven't even got to the best speech. That's the crazy part. I'm giving you all these just terrific, different styles, some more sedated, some more out there, some very passionate. Kim Guilfoyle was great, very passionate. Um, but I haven't even got to the best one yet. All right, let me get to my second sponsor because that's the only reason I'm able to talk to you in, uh, in, in, in coherent sentences tonight because Paul and I did not sleep Last night, one bit. We were so excited about how well it went that I think we looked at each other, what, at like three o'clock in the morning? We're like, are we going to be able to fall asleep? I'm like, no. And we get up early for the show. Thanks to our friends at Liquid IV. Their energy multiplier took some this morning. Really terrific. This is one of the best new products out there. Now, you know about their hydration product, Liquid IV. You just drop one of these things in water. Tastes really great. This is lemon ginger flavor, and this will give you the energy you need. I love this stuff. It's really terrific. It gives me that boost I need in the morning. We've had Liquid IV as a sponsor for a long time. We love it here. It has roughly 100 milligrams of clean caffeine. It's the perfect coffee replacement, an all-natural alternative to these processed energy drinks. Sustained energy, that's what it gives you. It's not just these highs and lows. With Liquid IV Energy Multiplier, upgrade your vibe and reach your... uh, reach your constant state, an elevated state of awesomeness today. They have cellular transport technology, delivers the optimal ratio of nutrients for more efficient uptake, enhanced rapid absorption into the bloodstream, gives you lasting energy boost, powers your mornings, fuels long days at work, which we've been having a lot of, had a big business day yesterday, and provides a boost for those tough workouts, which I got coming up. I'm going to grapple a little bit afterwards, so I'm going to take another one of these suckers. Uh, We'll see if I make it to the show tomorrow. Clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, an extremely convenient packaging that's TSA-friendly, I might add. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco. You can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code Bongino at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order. It's a big savings. Use promo code Bongino when you go to liquidiv.com. Try this stuff out. You're going to love it. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com, promo code Bongino. Get their energy multiplier today. There it is right there. Another one coming after the show, liquidiv.com, promo code Bongino. All right, so this one, this speech last night. So we had, again, uh, racial divisions fostered by the media and the Lenin Project, addressed by Herschel Walker, addressed racial equality as well. Law and order by the McCloskeys. Ladies and gentlemen, who better to talk about liberty and freedom than someone who grew up not having it? That's none of us. Most of us grew up in the United States. Well, actually, not right, Paula didn't. Paul is from, do you know how Paul is from Columbia? Not South Carolina. Columbia with an O. She knew a different lifestyle. That's why she loves this place so much. That's why her mom's a huge Trump supporter, by the way. I'll tell her mom's story again one day, but I get choked up. So we're going to pass on that today. But who, who better to talk about liberty and freedom than someone who grew up in Cuba, where liberty and freedom are not even read about on the internet that doesn't exist in Cuba because you're not allowed to read about liberty and freedom, no less have it. They brought out businessman Maximo Alvarez. Did you see this? It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to try to, I I don't even want to listen to it because I may get a little emotional. Sometimes during the show, these clips are emotional. I'll just have Paula put them in later because I don't like to get choked up on the show. But I want you to listen to Maximo Alvarez talk about, as Joe said when we opened the show, why for all our flaws, all our historical sins, and all our problems, this is bar none the greatest place in the history of planet Earth 
to wake up every single morning. Check this out. Through hard work and determination, President Trump knows that the American story was written by people just like you and I who love our country and take risks to build a future for our families and neighbors. I may be a Cuban born, but I am 100% American. This is the greatest country in the world. And I said this before, if I gave away everything that I have today, it would not equal 1% of what I was given when I came to this great country of ours. The gift of freedom. Right now, it is up to us to decide our fate and to choose freedom over oppression. President Trump, he's fighting the forces of anarchy and communism. And I know he will continue to do just Ah, I should have played that afterwards. I knew it. Yes, sir, you are 100% American. Really made me, at times over the last few decades of my life, I've been hurt by the GOP selling us out. Not last night. I was proud to be a Republican last night. I was proud of the president last night. That Maximo felt welcome in our party. Welcome so much that we gave him a prime time slot to speak to the entire world at our convention. That he spoke at our convention made me proud first to be an American, proud second to be a conservative, and proud third to be a Republican. He is 100% American. Maximo is everything this country is about. You know, as the husband to an immigrant and the grandson of immigrants, you will always be welcome in this party. We only ask one thing, that you follow the same rules everybody else follows. And that we all get ahead by working hard, which Maximo clearly did. That part where I'd give everything I had for what this country gave me. I mean, how do you listen to that and not just have your heart just ripped out of you? I mean, it was so powerful to watch. And when you're watching it live on the air, you really, you're sitting here in the same seat with a different background thinking, I was thinking, please don't come to me because I don't, you don't want to, you don't want to like, you don't want to lose it on the air. You want to give your best analysis and, Try to keep your own emotional tie-ups with it out of it, but I couldn't. God bless Maximo Alvarez. You will always, always be welcome in our party, your country, and our country. He is absolutely 100% American. Amazing. This one, folks, you may say, gosh, after Herschel and that, folks, this was all on the same night. I take that back. This was all in the same hour. 
in the same night. Now you see why the Democrats last night must have been like the pilot and airplane, the comedy when he's sweating, when he takes over the plane and it's coming down in buckets of water. What could you possibly be thinking? You had Elaine from Seinfeld doing bad comedy skits with Andrew Yang while we got a Cuban refugee and one of the NFL's greatest players talking about racial equality. The McCloskey's talking about law and order and Maximo Alvarez talking about the gift of liberty and freedom. You had Elaine doing a yada, yada, yada with Andrew Yang. That was the best you could do. Or as Paula said last night, and one of the speakers last night pointed out at the convention as well, they had a fake desperate housewife on. Remember Eva Longoria? We actually had real housewives that do real work in the real world, raising their kids. We didn't need the fake ones. It's our party. Did a good job last night. Okay. This one was tough to take for me. Let me just disclosure here. Andrew Pollack is a friend. Andrew Pollack spoke last night. Who is Andrew Pollack? Many of you know him. Some may not. Andrew Pollack is the father of Meadow Pollack, who was tragically killed in the Parkland school massacre. We are going to get through this one. This was tough for me because really I melted on the air last night. I'm going to play four cuts from this one because you need to hear and take in every single second of what he said last night. Now, you would think Andrew Pollack, if he wasn't the strong man he is and was weaker, that he would come out and fall prey to nonsensical narratives like, oh my gosh, if we just would have had gun control, my daughter would be alive and he'd go out and parrot it for the Democrats. But Andrew Pollack is a strong man who thinks for himself. He wasn't asked to come out and talk about the Second Amendment. He was asked to talk about his experiences and how President Trump dealt with him after the tragic unimaginable death of his teenage daughter. Here's video portion one. His speech was about five minutes. I cut a little bit of it out for times. One of the parts where he hits the media, it's not to cover for the media. It's just to, it's to give you the real highlights. I want to make sure I got this all in. Here's part one of Andrew Pollack's speech, about a minute, this part, where he addresses what happened to his daughter. Just blown away. Check this out. In 2018, a gunman walked into Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, and changed my life forever. My name is Andrew Pollock. His name isn't worth saying. One of the seniors walking in the hallways that day was my beautiful daughter, Meadow. She was just months away from graduating and beginning a new life. We were so proud of the woman she had become. But in the hallway on that third floor, the gunman saw Meadow and shot her down the hallway, hitting her four times. After she was shot and on the floor, she crawled over to another student, a freshman girl, to protect her. She draped her body over her, and then the scumbag gunman shot my daughter at point-blank range five more times, killing Meadow and the girl she was shielding. She had a whole life ahead of her. And in that life, she could have done anything and been anything. So many moments that I waited so long for were taken from me. I didn't get to drop her off at college. I didn't get to walk her down the aisle. 
But every moment was taken from her, and for what? I never wanted this to become a political spectacle, but it did. I never wanted to meet the president like this, but I did. I was invited to the White House. The truth is, I had just buried my daughter that week. I really wasn't interested in public events like a tour or a photo op. I was interested in answers and solutions. I have nothing to add. Speechless. What do you, what do you say? The answer is you don't say anything. You move on to the second portion of that because I just wanted you to get an idea of what this man has been through. Thank the Lord, and I am not using his name in vain. Most of you will never experience the horror this man has lived through. Let's go to part two of Mr. Pollock's speech, where he talks about after this tragic death of his daughter, Meadow, by the scumbag, that's his name. He talks about who President Trump really is and how Trump handled it. Check this out. So if the president wanted to meet me personally, I said I'd go. They said, of course, that was his plan. At the White House, my family and I sat with the president in the Oval Office and told him about Meadow. I told him what we knew. I told him that his administration needed to take a closer look at what went wrong and why. And I got to see who President Trump really is. He's a good man and a great listener, and he cuts through the BS. Then the president did what he said he would do. He took action. He formed a school safety commission that issued dozens of recommendations to make schools safer. But I'll bet you never heard about that. Instead, the media turned my daughter's murder into a coordinated attack on President Trump, Republicans, and our Second Amendment. In fact, when President Trump asked me and other parents of children that were murdered in school shootings to join him as he announced the commission's findings, the media's first question wasn't about protecting kids. Shockingly, they asked about the government shutdown. Now, media great folks, aren't they just terrific? They have the father of a beautiful young woman shot dead at point-blank range by a scumbag. And you think you maybe want to inquire about what President Trump and him were talking about to fix the situation and prevent these tragedies in the future? And your first questions about the government shutdown? That's who the media, many, many of them, that's who they are. How do you, I mean, the most amazing five-minute speech on the personal ramifications of safety and security I've ever heard. He went on to talk about what President Trump actually did, again, and how you probably haven't heard about much of it at all, because the media's only interest is not about addressing problems. It's about attacking President Trump because they have a mental disease. That's why. Check this out. I learned that gun control laws didn't fail my daughter. People did. The gunman had threatened to kill his classmates before. He had threatened to rape them. He had threatened to shoot up the school. Every red flag you could imagine. 
But the school didn't just miss these red flags, they knowingly ignored them. Far-left Democrats in our school district made this shooting possible because they implemented something they called restorative justice. This policy, which really just blames teachers for students' failures, puts kids and teachers at risk and makes shootings more likely. But it was billed as a pioneering approach to discipline and safety. I was just fine with the old approach to discipline and safety. It was called discipline and safety. Powerful. I was fine with the old approach to discipline and safety. Also known as discipline and safety. If I were a betting man, I'm not. But if I were, I'd bet. I'd bet my right thumb on it that every listener in my audience prefers the old method of discipline and safety as well, called discipline and safety. You probably haven't heard about restorative justice. Why? Because the media probably wants to ignore it. The fact that the scumbag who shot up the school had red flags everywhere, and not only were they ignored, but ignored on the record. Not that they ignored it, they had records of it, and they still just let it happen. But yeah, let's blame it on gun control and the Second Amendment. Why? Because it's a convenient narrative for the leftist activists in the media who can't stand you, can't stand me, and can't stand anyone who dares to believe that a Second Amendment to me is not about guns, it's about personal protection. Firearm is just a vehicle to enact my God-given right to defend myself and my family. Let me go to the final clip from this. Just going to let Andrew finish out his speech because it really was the most powerful moment in the night in a night filled with heart-wrenching, emotional appeals to American greatness and to fix this country. Andrew Pollack. The Obama-Biden administration took Parkland's bad policies and forced them into schools across America. When President Trump rescinded Obama's guidance on restorative justice policies, he put an end to that. And that meant the world to me. It's hard to tell how much Mr. Biden understands about what happened at Parkland. Mr. Biden has campaigned on bringing back restorative justice as part of his his unity platform with Bernie Sanders and has pledged to implement in school districts across America. But he doesn't even seem to know when the shooting happened. He said that he was vice president when it happened, but he wasn't. Mr. Biden may not know when my daughter was murdered, but I do. February 14, 2018. Biden doesn't even know. He doesn't even know when the shooting happened. I know. You know Andrew Pollack will never forget. You know I know when it happened? Because I was at CPAC that year. When it happened. And I was sitting in my room getting ready to go downstairs for an event. CPAC's a conservative political action conference in Maryland. And I was in my hotel room in, the Na- in National Harbor. Joe was there. And we were sitting in the room. And I was getting ready to go downstairs. I don't know what you were up to, Joe, when it happened. But Andrew Pollack was at the White House. And they gave him a microphone. This is just a week after his daughter was killed. And Pollock, who had no time for BS, 
said into the microphone, because that was my daughter. That was my daughter. It was absolutely heartbreaking. It broke your soul. A lot of us have children. You don't have to have children understand that pain. Most of you have experienced some loss in your life. If you have children, it really rings your bell that much more. Because that was my daughter, he kept saying. And to people who saw that, Paul and I, I think I was late for the event because I couldn't move. I was glued to the television because I had never seen such raw emotion in an event that was supposed to be at the White House and relatively formulaic. It was supposed to be about school safety. And Andrew doesn't have time for BS. And he just told it like it was. I'll never forget that. There are moments in your life you never forget. Space shuttle, Reagan was shot. That moment was one of those moments. I remember exactly what I was thinking, which was, I don't care what's coming up next. This I have to see this. <sighs> Thank you, Andrew, for really one of the most incredible speeches I have ever seen. By the way, did you know, just on a policy note, because there was policy in there as well, even though the emotion of that speech was just heartbreaking, restorative justice. Vote for Biden, right? He's a nice guy. That's what they keep telling you. You want these scumbags back in your kid's school? You want restorative justice? People threatening your kids being welcomed back with open arms as if your kids don't matter? You want that? Biden's your guy. Look it up. Oh, but he's a nice guy, right? Trump's the bad guy, right? We don't like his tweets. Your kids matter to you? They matter to me. My kids and your kids. All right, let me take a quick break for our last sponsor because that was uh, that's tough for me to get through. I, I got a lot more coming up, including video of um, the New York Attorney General basically admitting she's a political hack uh, trying to attack legally and weaponize her justice system uh, to use it to raise funds for election. I mean, it's just sad what's happening. All right, today's final sponsor for the show are my friends at Parlor. As you know, I'm part owner of Parlor, which is the hottest uh, social media company out there right now. And thank you for all your supports. P P supports, P-A-R-L-E-R. -E my wife sent me um, an email this morning that we got from Facebook, that Facebook is now going to be policing content for advertisers. They're going to be looking for things like hate speech and other stuff. Well, listen, everyone's against hate speech, right? Who can be for hate speech? The answer is nobody. Um, that's not the question. The question is, how does Facebook categorize hate speech? And I can guarantee you, here's what's coming. Hate speech will be anybody who's not a liberal. Guaranteed. They're also going to be using fact checkers again. Remember they're fact checkers on our Facebook page? We get fact checked all the time. Fact check. Remember when they fact checked an actual quote by Nancy Pelosi? You know, quotation marks. They fact checked that on our site. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Happens all the time. Folks, dump these turkeys. I'm not asking you to drop your account at Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or any of that. I'm just asking you to make your new social media home the hottest property on the market right now in social media parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R. -E How do you do it? Download the app today. Go to the App Store, the Android Store. Download the Parlor app. Make it your new home for social media. I guarantee you your interactions there are going to be off the charts. I've gotten a ton of emails from 
people who are verified in the account with huge followings, the people with medium-sized followings to small followings saying they love it over there. Not kidding. I know I'm a part owner of the company, but it is a fantastic app. You're going to love it. The We have millions of new users and the people over there really love it. Follow me when you get over there. I am at Bongino. It's parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find this in the app store. Go check it out today, parlor.com or find this in the app store. Download it today and make it your new social media home. Again, I'm not asking you to dump the other stuff. I'm just telling you, go here first, make this your home. Check out that other stuff once in a while. You don't need the garbage over there anymore. Parlor, check it out today. All right, so here's a video I saw last night on social media. This is the attorney general for New York. So she's doing some kind of impromptu, you know, whatever, selfie type video with another woman. Her name is Letitia James. She's a radical far left Democrat. And in this impromptu interview using looks like some kind of iPhone or Android device, she gives her appeal as to, you know, why you really need to register and vote for her. Now, you would think the, an attorney general, she's not running. It's a political race, but it's not a political position. She's running to be the chief law enforcement officer of New York. You would think you would kind of stay out of politics, right? You would say things yeah. like, Joe, just a question. If you're running for attorney general, you say things like, yeah. I'm here to enforce the law, law and order in the streets, right. yeah. you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? You wouldn't think you'd go out there and say, like, I'm going to prosecute my political opponents because I'll now have the Ugh. ability to. You'd think you'd stay away from that if yeah. you were sane, right? Kind of, right? Well, not Letitia James. Check out this video, Letitia James. And what would you say to people who say, oh, I'm not going to bother to register to vote uh, because my voice doesn't make a difference or I'm just one person? I say one one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Get off your ass and vote. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. I love it. He does love it. And so do Democrats. Remember Spygate at the national level? So why do I bring this up? Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is, again, yeah. what's on the ballot coming up. By the way, speaking of New York, who are sick of people like Letitia James. I got some inside baseball yesterday from someone I trust. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not sure how reliable it is, but someone told me there's an inside poll showing Trump only down between five and eight points in New York state. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what a nuclear bomb that would be on electoral dynamics? If president Trump only loses New York by between five and eight points, do you have any idea what an eye-opening moment that would be for the Democrats. It's because of people like Letitia James, who's only interested in Trump. I'm going to sue him. You're running for the attorney general spot. Now, you may say, oh, Dan, she didn't act on it. Oh. <laughs> I always produce receipts, right? Boston Globe, article from yesterday I saw. Hack Letitia James pretending to be the attorney general. Boston Globe, New York attorney general asked judge to order Eric Trump's testimony. For what? What did Eric Trump do? He did do something. What did he do? He signs his last name Trump. That's what he did. That's what he did. That's why the that's that's all this is a politically motivated witch hunt, just like Spygate and the disastrous Mueller probe. They're never gonna give up. But she thinks this is what Democrats want, political witch hunts. So she doesn't she doesn't even hide it. She does a video on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sue him. I'm just going to say one name, Trump. That's what they do. Law and order be damned. 
Well, it doesn't mean anything. All right. Wanted to get that in. But back to uh, convention coverage last night. Listen, any, any sane observer would tell you last night that it was an enormous success. Again, we got some days left. Let's knock on wood. Hope we keep the momentum going. The speakers were fantastic. The stage show portion of it was incredible. But leave it up to social media people like Twitter and elsewhere. Leave it to them to try to dictate the narrative. You wonder why nobody trusts social media and the media in general? Well, nobody's saying that is. How almost no Republicans trust them at all is because of moments like this. So I want to play this video first. This is Joe Biden himself. He's answering a question during an interview about a month ago about redirecting money away from the police. In other words, defunding the police. Now, folks, I get it that liberals play stupid all the time. That's what they do best. Sometimes they don't play stupid. They're just really stupid and they play good too. But some of them aren't stupid and they just play dumb. And they say, no, no, Joe Biden has never said he wanted to defund the police. He didn't because redirecting funds, here's police funds. Here's funds to other entities. When you take funds from the police and give them to other entities that would otherwise be known by sane people as defunding, less funds, defund. Here's Joe Biden answering a direct question about if he wants to defund and redirect funds away. He says, oh, absolutely. Check this out. So my generic point is but that- do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. And one of the things that we also need to be doing is fundamentally- Uh, Joe Biden, that's not, we didn't cut that. I cut out the beginning of the interview because it's about other things. And he does mention military type equipment yeah. at some point. But Joe Biden himself has said he would redirect funds away. Whether those funds are for military equipment, he clearly means less money for police. These are his words. Yet this morning, because that's a very damaging line, along with Joe Biden's line to ABC, which we covered in yesterday's show, that he's going to shut down the economy again if the scientists tell him to. Twitter understands, along with the other social media tech tyrants, they understand that they can't have that, that they can't have the American public believe what Joe Biden said, he actually said. <laughs> no, I can't have that. So here is the Twitter masthead this morning. It's a screenshot from my phone. Republican National Convention last night. Joe Biden does not want to defund the police. PolitiFact and journalists confirm. Did you confirm that with Joe Biden? Because that's what he, did you actually? I'm just checking. Oh, no, no. He said he said he changed his mind. So maybe you want to put that in there then. Their take on it is, oh, no, now he said otherwise. Well, you may want to put in there that, well, Joe Biden, contrary to prior statements that he wants to defund the police, has now said that he does not. Okay, fair. If that's what he's saying now, I don't believe him. Put that up. But did you notice how context, again, dreaded air quotes, only matters when you're a Republican? Context is thrown entirely out the window when you're a radical leftist like Joe Biden. They just want to make sure you know he's not going to defund your local cops, despite the fact that he actually said it. Do you notice that? They fact check us when we actually quote Nancy Pelosi and say, the context matters. Meanwhile, the context we actually put in the article with a direct quote from intelligence officials in the article. No, no, Dan Bongino said misinformation. Twitter's captain misinformation. 
Joe Biden clearly said he wants to defund or redirect money away from the police. His words, not mine. But Twitter can't have that. Now, you know why I got involved with Parler and otherwise? I got other things I'm working on too. We're always fighting back. I'm not going to sit back and take it anymore. And you shouldn't either. These people are full of stuff. Quit. Quit, as Joe always said. No, but Twitter will promote misinformation when they seem fit. They're so happy that that disastrous uh, mess of a representative, Katie Porter, the Democrat. They always think, oh, Katie Porter, they love Katie Porter. She's so great. She's so great. Katie Porter, who, uh, who, by the way, probably knows nothing about her own office and sits there with like a Wikipedia fact check sheet and likes to ask Republicans questions. They love that. They fell in love with Katie Porter, so they covered that yesterday because where am I, why am I bringing this up? The Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, was up yesterday to talk about the left's dumbest conspiracy theory ever, that Trump is stealing mailboxes and hiding them in the White House. So DeJoy gets up there in his opening statement, it's a little over a minute, this portion of it, shreds every one of their stupid conspiracy theories about Trump stealing mailboxes and cutting overtime to, to stop mailing ballots from getting in. And this was not trending. Katie Porter's question for DeJoy, where, oh my gosh, he didn't know how much it was to mail a postcard. Oh, get rid of them tomorrow. They were That was trending because they loved the hapless Katie Porter. Check out Louis DeJoy again, shredding every single one of the stupid pee tape life Trump is stealing mailboxes conspiracy theory. As part of this conversation, there are many inaccuracies about my actions that I wish to again correct. First, I did not direct the removal of blue collection boxes or the removal of mail processing equipment. Second, I did not direct the cutback on hours at any of our post offices. And finally, I did not direct the elimination or any cutback in overtime. I did, however, suspend these practices to to remove any misperceptions about our commitment to delivering the nation's election mail. Any further assertions by the media or elected officials is furthering a false narrative to the American people. Uh, he raised his right and he's under oath telling you you're just making all this stuff up. It doesn't matter. You would think that would be trending, right? On Tech Tyrant Twitter. You think that would be trending? Postmaster General debunks PP tape conspiracy theories about Trump stealing blue mailboxes and hiding them in the White House. No, 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 no. no. What was trending? Katie Porter's absurd question about what it takes to mail, uh, was it a postcard? Louis DeJoy did not know these. Okay. He'll get back to you on it. It's a joke. A total joke. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm serious. If you're a registered Democrat and choosing to support them in this election cycle, I'm sorry, but I'm seriously embarrassed for you. Your party is a complete joke and a clown show. Supported by the clowns at Twitter. All right, my final story. I actually have two Spygate stories. One of them I'm going to have to push to tomorrow because it's a little longer and it's important. Margot Cleveland does great work. I'm going to push that to tomorrow, but this one's critical. I got this from John Solomon this morning. First, let me get to this because, again, showing you how media-driven leftist narratives are based on fairy tales. And if you choose to believe them without doing your homework, I'm sorry, but that's your fault. Ignorance is not bliss. I'm telling you, you're being lied to by the media repeatedly with fake stories about Joe Biden never said he wanted to defund the police. He did. 
Trump stealing mailboxes. He's not. The postmaster general is a conspirator with Amazon to destroy the election. You're just insane. Well, another one of the conspiracy theories you've heard over the last week and I've been covering is due to the release of the Senate Intel Committee report on the Spygate scandal with the Obama administration, you saw this hint in there that no, 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 Paul Manafort, Trump's former campaign manager, he was dealing with a Russian intelligence guy. Whoa, everybody heard it. Really? This is it. This is the collusion hoax. It's real. Manafort, Russian intelligence guy, secret information, leftist idiots still believe this stupid story. And the dopey Senate Intel Committee report did nothing to dissuade them by leaving out again the key word for today's show. What is it, kids? Context. Remember, context only matters when it's Joe Biden talking about defunding the police. No, no, he said something different now. Context matters. Doesn't matter when you're a Republican like Donald Trump and you can say Manafort colluded with a Russian intel guy. He did. Here it is. Let's look at the New York Times headline. Report details Manafort's ties during 2016 Trump campaign to a Russian agent. They got him. They got Here it is. Here it is. On paper. Manafort, Russian agent, ties, 2016 election. You read the New York Times. Uh, well, you're pretty dopey <laughs> if you read the New York Times in general. But you're even dumber after reading that headline because you're like, this is it. You think you know something because you've been told something that is, in fact, nonsense garbage. Who are they talking about? Who's the infamous Russian agent, former campaign manager for Trump, Paul Manafort, was dealing with? Uh, well, he wasn't Russian at all. He happened to be Ukrainian. Little bit of a miss there, no? Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine. Russia, Ukraine. Not the same place. Does the New York Times know that? Just checking. Ukraine. Borders. So he's actually Ukrainian. No, 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 no. He's Ukrainian, but he was dealing with Russians. I assume he's a... So make it straight. He's a Ukrainian who's a, what? Jason Bourne-like Russian agents who slid into Ukraine. Wow, that sounds serious. All right. Maybe the New York Times got their headline wrong, but this Russian agent, even though he's Ukrainian, this guy was definitely someone Manafort should have stayed away from because everybody knew he was a Russian agent, right? In other words, an enemy of the United States, a Russian agent. Oh my gosh. John Solomon, who's always on top of it with his excellent news site, Just the News, I got this story this morning. I've been telling you about this for months, but now you can read the real deets here. Short for details. Trying to be like the cool kids. Doesn't necessarily work when you're 45, but we're trying. Just the news today. Ukrainian flagged as an intel danger to Trump had extensive contact with, wait, wait, what does that say? Obama officials memo show? Oh, oh wow. Context. No, no, we can't have any context when it comes to ragging on Paul Manafort and Trump. So just to be clear, your New York Times headline about Manafort dealing with a Russian agent should have really read Manafort was dealing with former Obama administration source from Ukraine. See, but if you write the truth, that headline doesn't get the clicks from the stupid people. So you have to do clickbait, which was what the New York Times does. 
You don't believe me that the guy Manafort was dealing with, by the way, his name is Constantine Kalimnik, a name I've mentioned on this show probably 500 times. Manafort was dealing with Kalimnik, and I'm not defending Manafort at all. My books have not been very kind to Manafort. I think he put the Trump campaign in an awful spot. I'm simply suggesting to you if Manafort communicating with Konstantin Kalimnik, a Ukrainian, means that the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia because they're saying Kalimnik was a Russian agent in Ukraine, then how was the Obama administration not colluding with Russia too when they were dealing with the same guy? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Let's go to a screenshot from Solomon's piece. Read this. It's in the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. That's the link to subscribe to our show notes. Please read this article. Here's the takeaway. They're talking about discussions between Kalimnik and the Obama administration. So Solomon writes in his piece here, ordinarily such discussions would raise little interest in everyday America. But it turns out Kalimnik is no ordinary contact. The Senate Committee on Intelligence last week described Kalimnik as a Russian intelligence officer in its final report on Russian interference. In other words, the State Department and its Kiev embassy were routinely trading information. Talk about the Obama uh, State Department. We're routinely trading information with a man the Senate report now portrays as an asset of a hostile foreign power during a time when Biden, the presidential nominee, oversaw Ukrainian policy for the Obama administration? I really feel sorry for you. And I don't say this out of a personal mercenary interest. If you're not watching this show and reading the work of Solomon and Sarah Carter and Chuck Ross and Jeff Carlson and Lee Smith and others and listening to Devin Nunes, you understand you missed the biggest scandal of our time. You have no idea. You're just dumb. Either intentionally, I'm talking about the liberals. I'm not talking about people who just don't have time. I'm talking about people who think they know this kid. You're just stupid. You read the New York Times and you actually believe Manafort was colluding with a Russian agent who was actually a source for the Obama administration. Let me leave on a personal note here. Showing you how stupid these people really are who believe this stuff. The clickbait they read at the New York Slimes. I was at CPAC this year. Many of you saw me. A lot of you met me there. We did our show from there. Joe was there. It was great turnout. But we had this guy come over. I forget his name, but he, he allegedly has a show on Sirius XM that no one listens to. I didn't know who he was, but I could tell right away he was a moron. He just had that moron air to him. You know when you have to waft, you waft things, you know, in the chemical? I had a waft of just a moron approaching. I could tell with a microphone. I, can, I have a moron detector. I'm very good at it. So I could detect this guy was a liberal moron. He wanted to argue about Ukraine and Biden. Well, I turned the interview around on him and asked him a series of questions, which was great. I was stunned he actually aired it because he looked like such a moron, but he aired it anyway. And it was amazing. The guy had answers to none of my actual questions. It's like, no, Hunter Biden didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, have you ever heard of Privat Bank? No, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is. You mean the bank that the Latvians were investigating? for suspicious money transfers to Hunter Biden. So you don't think Hunter Biden did anything wrong, but you don't actually know any of the details of the case. Just checking. He said this on his own show and it aired it. What was this guy's name? Do you remember his name, Paula? That guy, he was such a lunatic. People were laughing at him. This is the left on Spygate. They believe Paul Manafort was dealing with a Russian agent who was actually a source for the Obama administration and lived in a country where Joe Biden was the point man.
I really feel sorry for you that you're so stupid all the time. All right. We'll have more coverage of the RNC tonight. Hopefully, Paul and I will get a little more sleep. We were really just... This is not a Duke Cannon commercial. We didn't sleep for other reasons. If it was Duke Cannon commercial, we'd have to do the unfamily friendly version. We didn't... Because we were so excited about the RNC. It was so great. Why are you putting your head... See? She... <laughs> the greatest part of this show we didn't sleep because we were so excited about it tonight should be great too the speeches were amazing let's keep up the momentum i will have the best coverage here for you tomorrow <laughs> this is the greatest show ever it's a family show literally please subscribe to the show youtube.com slash bongino go to apple podcasts and uh, subscribe to the subscriptions are free but they really really help us move up the charts i really from the bottom of my heart appreciate you subscribing the show downloads automatically and it helps us move up the charts so others can find this keeps our marketing costs down thanks folks i really appreciate your attention to today's show listen to that speech about andrew pollock again it's really worth your time see you tomorrow you just heard dan bongino 